Hi, I'm Anthony. And I'm Josh. Welcome to 52 and 52, a podcast where we watch one movie a week for every week in the year and do a podcast about it. So today we're going to be reviewing Triple Nine, a movie that just came out about a week and a half ago, I guess. And uh, so I think Josh is just going to hit us with the premise and stuff, and we're going to go from there. We're going to have a spoiler section. We'll mark it down. We're going to do the first part, just kind of talk about overall thoughts on the movie and some uh, performances stuff, etc. And... We'll go from there. So, Josh, what's uh, Triple Nine about, <laughs> broadly? Well, you and Rachel always make fun of me for being too long-winded when you tell me to do these synopsises. And, but how can you really give a brief synopsis of what this is about? Because this movie tries to do a lot. Yeah. Um, it's set in Atlanta. Uh, I mean, it's interesting because it's kind of a side of Atlanta that I don't really think about when I think Atlanta because it's not even necessarily like just a primarily urban area of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it just makes Atlanta feel a lot bigger than it would be. And it, t- it's, uh, it focuses on police officers in Atlanta f- primarily. And some of them are dirty. Some of them are involved in some sketchy stuff with some foreign gangsters. And some of them are already, uh, and then they work with uh, some people that are not cops, but then some of them might have to, in order to pull off a big heist at the behest of the gangsters, led by Kate Lindswit, who we are going to have a lot to say about later in this podcast, might have to kill another cop in order to get this done, which is known as a triple nine in cop speak. Yeah. And it's kind of everything that precipitates from that. The The cop that really is put in the position of having to decide if he's going to kill another cop is played by Anthony Mackey. And the partner that he might kill, who's kind of a new guy to the force that is the by the books, by the rules, by the numbers type guy, is played by Casey Affleck. And there are a ton of other people in this movie, which is one of the things I want to talk about because it's kind of interesting because I've never heard of this director before. I don't know if I had seen any of the movies he'd ever done before. Same with the writers of the movie, but they somehow got a cast that is really absolutely loaded, which is kind of funny. And for a movie with a cast of this ilk, uh, and, and I like this movie okay, but when you get a, this subject matter combined with a cast like this, I think you're shooting for something better than the final product, even though you and I, I think we're both we're both okay with this movie. It's just... When you see something like cast like this, it's just kind of weird because the movie wasn't promoted a lot. It, yeah, it kind of came up at the last second. Yeah, so there was. A, I just got back from New York for spring break, and there were advertisements all over the subway system for it, but I barely saw any other marketing for it prior to seeing it. Yeah, it's actually funny. I was honestly, I think I watched the trailer like maybe three months ago, four months ago when it first uh, came on YouTube. And I was honestly ignorant of the fact of what Triple Nine actually meant. Oh, me too, yeah. Even with my cop friends and everything. And so going in, that was actually like... Because that, that kind of twist or whatever you want to call it isn't really revealed until maybe halfway, three quarters through the movie. And so I was kind of surprised at like what direction they were going to... Only it's three quarters of the movie. Oh, it's maybe re- halfway. It's revealed, yeah, it's revealed sooner. Uh, okay, maybe halfway. And so I was just kind of surprised, I guess, at... The twist and and it was exciting for me. I was like, oh, uh, I, I didn't know. I mean, I you, you knew that Casey Affleck was going to be in, have to get involved with the the shenanigans and everything, and what he was going to have to do, good versus evil kind of thing, good cop bad cop. But I don't know. I like you said, I, I actually like this movie a fair amount. I don't really have any problems with it. It definitely tried to be more than it was, like you said, the final product. But I don't know. I I enjoyed watching it. I think. Yeah, I was just I was just looking back at the the writer and director. This is the the writer's first film that's actually gotten full full feature film that's gotten made. He has three other ones in production. So these guys are obviously directors John Hillco- Hillcoat and the writers Matt Cook 
uh, for what it's worth. But yeah, it's weird because let me just quickly run down the cast. is Chiwetel Ejiofor, Casey Affleck, Anthony Mackie, Woody Harrelson kind of plays plays Casey Affleck's uncle, but also kind of a higher up within the police force. Uh, Aaron Paul's in it, Kate Winslet, uh, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead, uh, Michael Kenneth Williams has an awesome cameo, um, and yeah, so it's a very loaded cast, and I think, um, one of the things, like you said, I didn't have any, like, huge problems with the movie, but I think, I just think it had the potential to kind of leave a much bigger impression on me, and I'd say one of the places I'd start is just say, you got to be a special filmmaker to make someone want to go sit through a movie for three hours. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're trying to introduce all these characters like this and really get me invested in the story, you got to, I, I, I don't know, I got to kind of care more about them as people. I think a fair way to describe this is a uh, movie is like a cross between, what'd you say, The Departed and, um, you said Departed and some uh, Training Day. And I said Departed and Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Um, and I think they're both apt. But The Departed is three hours long, but it's a mm-hmm. it's a great movie. Yeah, but it's and also a Scorsese movie. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a certain director that you're going to give yeah. that amount of time to and be willing to invest that with. So these are two guys that we've never heard of. So they, you can't just you, two guys you've never heard of aren't going to be able to get the get the have the um, have the pull to just let let a movie be three hours. But yeah. I think it really helps when you're trying to have this sprawling of a cast and really get invested in these characters because. Inevitably, you're gonna these characters are gonna be put in harm's way, and you really need to care about them. And I think there are a few instances early in the movie where it's some not great things happen to some people, and you don't really know who they are. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a problem. You're just thrusted in here with this group of guys that pulls off bank heists, and you're not really sure who a lot of them are at first, and it's hard to kind of keep track of everyone. And it, I don't know if it necessarily lends itself to you being totally totally with it for the first 30 for 35 minutes before you figure out who everyone is and i think yeah. it's so it's so there is cool stuff that's happening but i don't think i'm just caring about it as much as i should yeah it's it, you know i think the runtime is less than two hours yes. so even 20 more minutes pushing it like two hours 10 minutes or something i think that would have been fine there were some really cool uh, set pieces i think mm-hmm. especially um there's one where they're kind of going through some apartment buildings um using a attack shield and that apartment was so big it looked, yeah right <laughs> it seemed like it went on forever yeah. it didn't look that big yeah but the they're 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 doing all these cop tricks following the attack shield and and checking all the rooms and everything and i've i've never really seen that done uh, on screen you know i've played video games where there's tech tech shields and everything but this was like super copy and and i thought it was cool Played some video games from time to time. Yeah, from time to time, I I play. I dabble. (laughs) I dabble in video games. Um, Yeah, yeah, but but, no, I I really did like that scene. I thought I thought it was very well done. I think the the very the very first uh, the the first scene when that involves a bank robbery. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a little more traditional. We've seen that kind of thing done in movies, but I like the way they had the the getaway scene. Was Mm -hmm. I thought shot very well, very interesting with what's going on in the car that catches them off guard. And I I appreciated that. So I, I, I thought it was really good action. And um, I think if you just watch the trailer, and I think I, like you, had maybe seen the trailer um, a few a while back, and I just yeah. had kind of forgotten about it. It didn't yeah. really leave that much of an impression. It almost looked... It looked like something... It a might little, be too corny. It, it looked and, a little yeah. corny and a little more run-of-the-mill than I'd actually say the movie was. And while the Rotten Tomato score might just reflect a run-of-the-mill movie. I think it's above that for me. Yeah. And I think the trailer didn't necessarily reflect that. It looked a little more standard and nothing too special about it. And I think for something that's just a, a really maybe a simple cops and dirty cops movie, uh, the with something that's not exactly a crazy premise by any means, I think it gives you something more 
more than just like your traditional something if you're watching a basic action film yeah and i think that the i think that the stuff that really wasn't in the trailer because i went back and watched it a couple times because i was trying i was trying to show rachel um how terrible kate winslet's accent was um so i was going through all of the trailers trying to find a a clip with it and it's interesting because they really that whole part of the movie with kate winslet and gal gadot and chuatel is is not advertised at all okay and that, and that's the worst part of the movie for me, especially. Um, and so I would have cut all that stuff out, probably. Yeah, either you cut it out, or you or you have to just spend more time with it because everything else was written pretty coherently. And we'll, get, and we'll get to why that is when we do the spoiler section. Yeah, I think everything that, was written pretty coherently, but that stuff was just such a mess. And in the end, there was absolutely no re- like redemption for me in that story. Um, and and I don't know. I just the, it really turned me off at the end with the the whole way the the Kate Winslet Gal Gadot stuff went. So yeah, but basically, to not giving anything away to say that the Kate Winslet's the head of this, uh, I guess Russian uh, mafia. They're, yeah, they're Russian, but they're, they're, in they're, they're Russian Jews. Yeah, who yeah, run yeah a, they are Russian. Run a kosher Jews. meat store, and they run yeah. their um, illegal operations out of there too. And uh, because uh, Chiwetel's character's former special ops guy had a, um, has a kid with Gal, Gal Gadot, Gal, yeah. and th- therefore it's um, complicated. <laughs> Kate Winslet has ho- her hooks in him, so he's she's able to convince him to keep doing illegal stuff, and yeah. they eventually have to do a big job for her and to uh, yeah, it's to, the whole to, to the make, whole story. The job possible, just a big they, heist. Yeah. yeah, to make the job possible, they might have to kill a cop to direct divert all the other cops from where they're doing the job. Yeah. and that I mean oh, that this. Everything kind of flows from that, and that's not a bad premise. No, not in and of itself, but you really don't get to spend you, you spend enough time of it to really get annoyed with how poorly done it is. But yeah, it's you probably should have spent, like you said, more time with them to make it make a little more sense and have a better actress playing her role. Yep. or a bit of uh, just make her. I don't know. It's weird because I, I feel like she has done accents in movies before. But Steve Jobs? No, no. Ring a bell? That, <laughs> well, I, I don't even think the accent itself was the problem with Steve Jobs. It was the inconsistency of yeah. it. Like if you just told her to do do what you did for the last two-thirds of Steve Jobs for the entirety of this movie, it would have been bad. But it was, it was a little corny here. Yeah, no, for sure. And it was and it, it probably was, just it, distracts it. Yeah, it was so distracting because the rest of the movie and the rest of like the character arcs kind of made sense. And hers was just all over the place and just so like – if I was Chiwetel or if I was any of these guys that were doing the heist for her, I would be like, fuck you. I don't, I'm not taking orders from you. Like, who are you? You're so <laughs> weird and fake, and, and I don't buy your accent. You're clearly not a Russian Jew. Like, it was it was strange. Okay, so uh, before we do get into this poor territory, I, I do want to talk about the rest of this cast in, yeah. as much as we can just to give our thoughts to the listeners if anyone is listening to this predisposed <laughs> part to decide if they want to go see this movie since it's kind of a like we said it's kind of an obscure movie that yeah. i don't think a lot of people really know about so they might want to tune in more so than some of our other podcasts i think it part. outdid deadpool at the box office though uh actually oh, you mean oh like this weekend so it's first uh, weekend might not, be better actually. than deadpool's Hold third on. weekend is what you're saying yeah yeah i have that up i'll, I'll look for that as okay you're, as but, you're going yeah so um but like i said we, we ran through the cast earlier but it was just absolutely loaded and I, I really thought everyone was really good aside from kate winslet which is kind of ironic because she's seven time seven time oscar nominee kate winslet should only be six one of those is steve jobs <laughs> uh but uh 
I Chiwetel and Anthony Mackie, I think, were really good. Um, they they were they were probably the standouts out of everyone I, here. Um, I think Casey for me was the standout. He, he's really he's great. I don't know why he doesn't do more things. Like you, you were surprised to realize he wasn't Interstellar because it was it was a very thankless role yeah. playing the brother Interstellar, and I think he's a good enough actor that he should be getting more roles. He. He got nominated for an Oscar for the Assassination of Jesse James, which is one of those movies I've just always meant to see but haven't gotten around to. But I think he easily could have also been nominated for an Oscar for um, Gone Baby Gone, which is a movie that I really like. That I was almost 10 years ago now. Yeah, that, yeah that no one got nominated for it besides Amy Ryan, who was also very good in it. But any some people think a movie that like was just, I think, killed at Sundance was called Manchester by the Sea. Um, apparently he might actually be like one of the guys that's up for best actor at this time next year. So he's really good in the movie and I, and he's just, uh, he's a guy that you always know is in the movie. You, you, you just kind of sympathize with him cause you know so much more than he knows for so much of the movie as the viewer. And he, he, he has an innocence to him cause he is that guy that's just going in there to try to do the right thing and you just feel kind of bad for him and, um, but he doesn't come across as clueless at the same time, yeah. and aloof. He's just do he does the best with the information that he has, and I think he he plays that really well. He doesn't seem like he's being a corny guy when at times he's taking the job more seriously than maybe he should. It's um, I don't know. I think it I, I think it is a very good performance because there's so much going on around him that he could easily just come off as dude. Can't you like tell anything that's going on? But yeah. it's not like that. He's still he's very capable. Yeah, no, for sure, because he's former military, too. Right. And okay, so, remember, he's watching those military videos in his room, and his wife wants him to go to bed. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no, no, for sure. And and it's it's interesting, and that that's kind of the reason it reminded me of Training Day a little bit, um, just with the whole good cop, bad cop thing. I think Denzel definitely carries that role way more than Mackie does here, and Mackie has a lot of support with Chiwetel, um and everyone what's the guy who played like francis what's that guy's name frankie the the other cop that played this in this movie he was actually pretty good too i i think i've seen him in other movies but i don't know his name um but you know what i'm talking about the other the other guy clifton collins yeah i've seen him somewhere before i'm looking at it now and i don't know where i'd seen him because i'm not seeing anything on his filmography that i'm familiar with but he He's a really familiar looking guy, and I thought he was pretty good too, like in a mysterious but intimidating kind of way. Yeah, he's not like corny, but just I don't know. He, he, uh, there was like a good ambiguousness to that performance. Yeah, and so me, my friend that I saw it with, Andy, we were talking about after the movie about Anthony Mackie and sort of his Denzel potential. And I think it's an interesting. What, what, question. Is, what does that mean, Denzel? Just a guy that will this can you, you'll just see in, in any action movie because he's really good as an action star. I mean, Denzel's done more than just action movies, I think, but... I think that's fair, because uh, he... I mean, what would you say is something that Anthony Mackie's shown you in another movie that would make you think he has potential to be more I, than that? I mean, the thing is, he hasn't really had a lead you didn't yet, like right? the Hurt Locker. No, I didn't really like the Hurt Locker. I he liked was, him in that. He was I, fine, I, I, but I didn't like the, the movie, really. He's like... You, you didn't see Pain and Gain, did you? No, absolutely not. Ah, that okay. I, I it's you. You should see it. It's it's worth it, even though it's Michael Bay because it's an amazing rock performance, and Anthony Mackie's really good in it too. I mean, he's and, in Adjustment Bureau. I think he's good in Adjustment Bureau. I really don't like that movie very much. Okay, but I think, I think he's, he's really. I think he's good in it. He's been good, great, even in all of the Marvel stuff that he's been in. Um, well, yeah, except they just like decide to feature all the white people in Ultron, so well, he, he's sure. in it for like two scenes. Sure, okay, <laughs> um, that's fine. But, uh, I didn't see our brain is crisis, but he was probably important in that. But that movie looked terrible. He's in uh, Half Nelson, which is one that um, yeah, I, I, um, that 
I, I, I think it's a, obviously an amazing um, Ryan Gosling performance, and Anthony Mackie's only maybe the fourth or third most important person in it, but he's like, uh, it's a weirdly creepy, intimidating, but also kind of you like this guy that you probably shouldn't like performance, and it's actually really good. I just hadn't thought about it when you posed that Denzel question to me the other day because I was just thinking about action Denzel, but sure. he's done other stuff. It's just Denzel is such a box office draw by himself, and maybe I think Anthony Mackie's already 30. Th- he's going to be 38 this year, so I guess. He's going to be 38? Yeah. You oh, my God. He looks great. Well, yeah, so. I mean, he obviously has. I mean, oh Denzel's sixty-one. And he's still cranking him out. Yeah. So I mean, but Denzel's big break kind of wasn't until what? Philadelphia. He got nominated for an Oscar for Gory. Okay. Um, well, what year and was he, that? And he was already in Chicago Hope before that, but that was a TV show. Yeah, Gory's eighty-eight, eighty-seven. So okay. at that point, Denzel was like. And Philadelphia was uh, ninety-two. Thirty. So he was late thirties. I guess he was yeah. already late thirties by the time Gory yeah. came out. So I guess. Yeah, there's still time, but like we knew, we knew, and we've known Anthony Mackie for ten years now, and. He hasn't really been the lead in a movie that grossed over a hundred. But why million not? Can, why can he be a lead he in a could. movie? I think he should be. I Who's don't know. the lead in this movie? Chiwetel? Casey? Oh, it's a, it's a true ensemble. That I don't true think you say there's one okay. lead. Uh, there's just it's it's too sprawling. But I mean, I I, I think he ha- I think he's that good of enough of an actor that he should be given those kind of things. It's just hard to say when he when it hasn't happened yet. When he, he's had he's been on the map for almost ten years now. So he's. I mean, this is a whole. We could have a whole discussion about actors that are African American that aren't sure. getting the roles that they should because there's a there's a lot of them, or the recognition that they should. Because you could even say that he's had a couple of performances that, in some years, would be Oscar worthy. But he's gonna be 38. He's gonna he's he's who knows how much longer he's gonna be tied to the Marvel stuff that could take. And which he's I mean, he's fine, and that can take up a lot of his time. But Denzel never got tied down to anything like that. Sure. So which takes up a lot. It takes up a half a year when you shoot one of those movies. So it limits your opportunity to go do other cool stuff until you get out of it. Yeah. So, um, but like we said, Denzel's still cranking these out at 61. I, um, I don't want to, I mean, that, that, that's very high praise to call someone as good as Denzel, but I, I like what I've seen enough from him that I th- hope that he gets to do cool stuff and gets the opportunity to do whatever he wants to do like Denzel. But it, until he opens a movie as the sole lead in just any movie and just opens a lead of a hundred million dollar movie by himself. It's hard for me to say, I think that's going to happen, but I think he should get the chance for that kind of thing to happen. And it's not like he has been the guy in a movie yet. Really. If you just look up and down like Hurt Locker, it's him and Renner and pain and gain. It's him and the rock and Mark Wahlberg and, um, Justin Pierre. Justin really liked it, but that's Blunt. that's Damon and Emily Blunt before it's him. Yeah. He had the night before come out, which I, I did, never got around to seeing. But that's also Seth Rogen and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So, when it's, um, I don't know when they, they could give him his own Marvel movie at some point, maybe. But yeah, I mean, hopefully they're not just like, well, we got the Black Panther. We don't no, need another one about a yeah. black guy because I like that character in the yeah, Marvel. Black movies. Falcon is good. I like Black Falcon. So, um, I don't know. It's just. Yeah. It, it is a – I mean I, I like the question you threw out there because what other – I mean the other black actor you would say that about Michael is Michael B. Jordan. B. Jordan yeah. But I mean – I don't – yeah, I think Mackie's a little more – a little more uh, – uh, what's the word? I'm not sure what you're going for. <sighs> there should be more of them, yeah. unfortunately. There's not more African-American actors between yeah. 25 and 40 that yeah. are – have done, has done as much worthwhile stuff as the two of them. But he's a full 10 years older than MBJ and – who obviously has a great career. Seasoned is the word I was going for. Oh, yeah. He's he's more seasoned. He's just been in so many movies before already that... Yeah, and I guess you know, it's interesting because I don't think... We were talking about Denzel, and I guess was that... 
and I guess he got nominated for an Oscar for Glory, but he wasn't like the lead in it. And um, that yeah, that was 1989. And um, yeah, okay, Malcolm X is 1992, which I mean, there's a, there's a few things in between that. Is but as far as something that like he really hit it big with. So in yeah, 1992, he's uh, uh, 38. So same yeah. age Mackie is now. So who knows? Maybe something comes down the pike for him. Yeah, I'd, okay. I'd like to see it happen. Well, we kind of sidetracked for a well, while no, there I, I, on Mackie. I'm Mackie, glad we but... can do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I mean, for it's, sure. It's, it's our an own interesting podcast. question because he's a guy that I haven't really, I hadn't really thought about it in those terms until you said that you and Andy batted that around. And it's like, that's cool. And that's obviously been a topic that's been in the news a lot. But I mean, he should just get to lead a movie that, um, any other like a, a Matt Damon could lead, you know? Yeah, he could be he could be a born if he wanted to be a born for sure. To make Especially considering like how terrible the last two borns have been. <laughs> I don't think I actually saw the last two. Yeah, the one with Renner was terrible. Okay. Uh, anyway, okay. So who else? Aaron Paul. He was oh, not God, given that, enough that, to that do in this movie, unfortunately. I mean, yeah, because they were just like, yeah, go do Jesse Pinkman in one of the in- episodes where Jesse Pinkman's yeah. on drugs, and that's yeah. what you're gonna do in this. And that was his old role, really. And he tried to be like the. He tried to salvage his character, but it just didn't really go over well. That was another thing that was kind of poorly written, but I like his potential. It's it's interesting because he has something like Need for Speed where he's the lead, and then he kind of jumps into this feature, and it's not really important in it that much. Yeah. Did, did, you, have you, did they show a preview at Triple Nine for you for that movie Eye in the Sky? Uh, I don't think so it had him, it has him and helen mirren helen mirren's playing a military woman you haven't seen this <laughs> i don't think helen so. mirren's like a military general so i thought it was totally ridiculous the first time i saw it it's like it's about drones and, and aaron paul's and in it. alan rickman's last movie too and has the guy from uh captain phillips the pirate from captain phillips uh-huh. and like the first thing i've yeah. seen him in some captain phillips and it looks totally terrible but the first 10 reviews on rotten tomatoes are positive it's like a 10 and 0 so i might have to go see it but it looks like another chance for aaron paul to go do something and i'd like to see him do something because he, he hasn't yeah. really done anything since Breaking Bad that's I'd call good besides Bojack Horseman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so but yeah, I thought he was really underused in this movie, and like he's fine doing what he's doing there. But it's like I want to see him do other. I stuff. I want to see him act actually. Yeah. yeah. And uh, him and I guess he plays Norman Reedus, the guy from The Walking Dead's brother. And there are two of the characters where I just felt like we just didn't get the notable well enough more for, story about for them because the, yeah. they, they wanted you to really. Uh, be invested in their stories at the same time, but they were just kind of so off to the side compared to the other guys the whole time that I just really didn't care about them, yeah. even though I like both of those guys as actors. Yeah, uh, and so Woody Harrelson, he was actually pretty good. It was This movie was almost like an, uh, another dimension of True Detective Season 1 for Harrelson. He was kind of playing a similar kind of police guy um, and just drunk and, and drugs and, and crazy shit. As far as we know, this one's um, faithful to his wife much more so yeah, than as far as, uh, as far as we know. <laughs> but yeah, he was good. I, I The performance was almost corny, but it was just enough, uh, uh, what do you call it, like, you know, antics to, to, to fly for me in no, this it role. it was fine. It, didn't, it never, like, I, I can see what you mean by that, but it never... It never felt like he was in a different movie, even though it probably could have gotten to that point because everyone else is like taking everything so seriously the yeah. entire time, and he's clearly enjoying life a little bit more, which is understand. But it's understandable because he's so divorced from this stuff at the same time. He he gets kind of having he gets kind of has to get drawn into it because he's Casey Affleck's uncle, but everyone else he's not in the day to day grind like Casey Affleck yeah. is, even though he's Casey Affleck's more invested in all the events of the movie because he's right there on the doing the police grunt work whereas woody harrelson has more of a like a suit job and 
uh, and then he's not involved in any of these other illegal gangster things either. He kind of has to, he, he obviously has to get drawn into it somewhat, but it makes sense that he wouldn't be quite as, he'd be a little bit more light, Separated, lighthearted yeah. and yeah. not as kind of or serious as everyone else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So anything else? I mean, do you mean, uh, just kind of, what do you think of Gal Gadot? And I mean, we didn't even talk about Chiwetel either. She had five lines, so she was fine. Okay, yeah. I mean, she didn't have the opportunity to mess anything up. I thought I thought Chiwetel was really good. It's yeah, no, interesting no. from him because I guess I haven't seen him do action star thing before. Um, he's obviously great in Twelve Years a Slave. Um, he was one of several uh, useless characters in The Martian, but it's a different. That was a different. <laughs> that was a different. That was a different kind of. I didn't of know where you were going with that, but um, I approve. That, that was that was a very. Um, yeah, um, I, I I don't know. I just haven't really seen him in an action movie. I never saw Salt, the Angelina Jolie thing. Apparently I saw he was it. in that. Was I don't was he an action person in that? You know, uh, not really. I mean, kind of. So it was yeah, more I, her. And I'm just looking Liev. at his filmography, and I just I I just never seen him be a be an action dude. Um, he's good though. I like yeah, him. No, he's really good. He's very good at conveying series. emotion. Yeah, I I I agree. And uh, he I, has to sell so hard on a, a lot of those scenes. And he's the reason he makes them work more so than – because Kate Winslet is just dragging him down and down <laughs> and down. And he 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 keeps it level. And I don't think we're ever going to get Kate Winslet as a guest on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> her, I mean, she probably her. stopped listening after after I went on my rant. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a great rant, though. It's forever <laughs> entrenched in the history of our podcast. Um, but, yeah, no, he, he I guess he really did have more to do in the um, – with all the – the really um, intense, powerful scenes were, I mean, yeah, a lot of that had, there was a lot of Mackie and Affleck scenes like that too, but I mean, his were quite serious. And like you said, he was having to do a lot of the heavy lifting in him too, which was uh, quite impressive. Yeah. So I think we can kind of just move on to spoiler territory now, right? Anything else before? I think, I mean, I think it's a good movie to see if you're, if you're bored, there's really not much else out in if theaters you, if, right If you now. like stuff that is normally of this genre, I don't yeah. know... I, I didn't try, I, I just never have I, I was busy last week I didn't really take the time to read a lot of the reviews after I saw it like I might normally do so I'm not sure why the movie hasn't gotten better reviews on the whole because I feel like I've seen types movies of this genre that are clearly worse and for sure um, so I think this is definitely worth seeing if based on what you've heard us talk about and what you've seen about the premise is the kind of thing you might normally be interested in I wouldn't I, I think you it's definitely worth seeing cause especially because it's just a slow time of year for the movies yeah uh, so outside of Deadpool this is probably next on the list, I guess. Well, no. Well, no. <laughs> Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Yeah, I mean, come on. You're right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I got to think about that yeah. one. <laughs> okay, so uh, if you don't want to hear spoilers about the movie, um, then take a pause, go see it, two hours, come back, and listen to the rest. All right, so we're back. We're talking about triple nine spoilers right now. Um, so I guess the biggest thing or the biggest place to start is kind of what you think about the the end slash the wrap up of the of the movie and the conflict with every character. Uh, I mean, I guess there's um, a lot of characters that kind of we got to go through. I mean, it's, maybe, it's, essentially, it's essentially Reservoir Dogs, right? I would say the Departed. Oh well, I guess yeah. Departed. That's that makes more sense. One guy kills someone and kind of yeah, and they just keep wa- killing each other. Walks off with walks off with everything. Um, I mean, he doesn't. I mean, he it's Wahlberg kills. Oh yeah, I guess, Damon. I guess, he doesn't. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Spoiler I think, I think, alert I for the Departed. Yeah, yeah. It's your fault. It's been out ten years now. 
Yeah, I, I, that that makes more sense because he, he, Wahlberg's not really in it for the money in in that. He's just kind of getting out of it. But um, well, here I guess well they 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 kill each other and with uh, Woody and the Rodrigo guy in the last scene. Wait, wait no, the actor's name's Rodrigo. I'm sorry, he's the one guy. Frank Frankie. Frankie's his name, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. So they kill each other, and it's Casey Affleck's the one character in the whole movie besides Gal Gadot that we care about that actually yeah. survives. Yeah. So, um, it's kind of someone that's just uninterested in most of the other stuff is, um, the person walking away, which I guess is kind of how you would see the departed and ending in a Does Woody way. die? He just gets shot. We don't know that he dies. Right? Um. He gets shot in the oh, chest right. and the other guy gets shot in the head. Oh, I right. Think. Is Casey there too? No. Well, Casey's on the other side of the ramp, remember? So I guess we can assume that we just don't know if you've. By the time he gets to the car, I mean, yeah. We, I guess we, I guess we don't really know the answer to that. Yeah, I, I, I took it as them dying, but I guess you're right; it could happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that was fine. I mean, that's a little. I guess he just happens to be in the car right then and there is a little convenient. But I mean, it made sense that I guess he would be. He probably figured out. And yeah, at he that figured point, it out, and he called else. Casey about it. Remember? Right. So I guess it was. Yeah, I guess he just. You're right. He did call him, and he he put the dots together. But he just gets in the car, and he's sitting there, and. Um, I don't know. That, that's just a uh, someone sitting in the backseat of the car is just like a kind of a traditional trope. Very guess, similar to The Departed, though the way that it ends. Right. I guess waiting in his apartment. apartment. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's not that problematic, but I guess I was just like, it's a little like even not in it's movies like this. Little movies, predictable. People are just sitting in the car waiting for people. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. People are just happen to be sitting in someone's apartment in a chair in the dark waiting for them. Like, yeah. That's a little. I've seen that before, but like at least it made sense why he would have been able to be, find him there and which isn't always the case in movies like that. So yeah, that 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 side of it was fine with me. Um the the stuff with Kate Winslet aside from her accent, which I don't think I really don't I mean it really didn't bother me as much as the accent didn't bother me as much as it bothered me. It was more just the character in general. Yeah, I mean her character was terrible. Um, yeah, and uh, which is funny that it just the accent wasn't really what I was thinking about when I watched it given how much it bothered me in Steve Jobs. It was just the character as a whole, but just the way it ended, I thought there was it was just so badly underwritten and it's yeah. just like she turns out to be a racist and calls him a monkey and yeah and it's like that it seemed like her motivations the entire movie were something a lot more complex than that and had something to do with just the way she wanted to run her business but it really just turned out that she was a racist and, and that, she's using him to get her husband out of jail in russia and yeah, like we knew he wanted to do that, but like it was more. I guess maybe it makes sense that she would want to. I thought maybe she would just want to kill him as like a this is a safe business thing to do and yeah, tie yeah, up all yeah, his sins. But it sense. seemed like she actually would have been fine keeping him alive because she loved her sister enough to do yeah. that. But, but she's like, but you're black. And yeah, like come on, this is just so dumb. Yeah, but she, no, no, she did keep him alive though. Oh, she just wanted to. Oh, she. Oh, she didn't want. She didn't want to be around her kid. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, right. 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 Yeah. She did keep him alive. Remember, they beat him up, and then yeah, he gets killed by. He gets killed by the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah God. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. It's been ten days since I've seen it at this yeah, point. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Okay. Now that now that it's all clicking back into focus. I mean, he gave her that little toy, and me and Andy were like, "Well, this is fucking obvious now. Like, he's just gonna blow up the car, and he's gonna he's gonna think he's gonna get away." And as soon as Frankie stops him on the middle of nowhere in Atlanta, you're, yep, he's going to kill him. I mean, the thing is, it's, it's not like problematic, but it's like it's not ambitious at all because it's literally what happens in The Departed. It's the same thing. Everyone, everyone just turns on each other. They try to get the they try to get the money for themselves and everyone keeps conveniently dying. And then the movie's over. But, 
but at least it makes sense that they're doing it. I, I get I get that it's similar to the part of like. What are the what are the other paths that you think it could have taken? I guess you want something to be unpredictable. You don't want to be able to predict it like you and Andy did. But, and uh, even though I had already could probably could have told if you asked me to leave the movie, uh, asked me after the movie like ten minutes, if it ended ten minutes earlier, and you asked me to compare it to something, I probably still would have said departed. But then it gets very on the nose with the similarities at the end. But um, was there another ending you think might have been a little more fitting? Yeah, I mean the the first thing Andy said to me when we were walking out was it would have been more enjoyable if he got away with it, right? And I said, I think so. If Frankie t- got the money and he left. got away with it. Yeah. I think it would have been. Or if Chiwetel did and left him and Frankie split the money or something, or he killed Frankie because, I don't know, there's just like, what's the point at that at, at that point? Nothing. That's kind of what, that's what my roommate said. My roommate said, don't see it because there's no point to it. And while I don't agree with that, I think that, the end was I don't just, think it means there's not a point. I, I just think, think it, just it was unambitious. They, they took things a little far. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if it's underambitious. I mean, in, in a way, it's... I mean, I don't know if it's... To, yeah, I guess because like Quentin Tarantino movies always end with everyone killing each other. But, I mean... That's yeah, yeah. it's, it's a little different, I think, but... I mean, they're different, but I'm just trying to think of... I feel like we've... I'm, I'm just having trouble thinking of movies right away, but, I mean, there are Oceans, movies, I mean... Well, okay, that's... Yeah, that's just such uh, a different the, genre. But, I mean, there are movies where people get. Yeah, what's the one with the Mini Coopers but, called? Yeah, but, I mean, uh, there, there all are movies where people get the money in the end. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's not like this is something that. Um, no, but specifically to this movie, I think I would have enjoyed it more if one of them got away with it, and it wasn't just the end with. Because once that you know, like even in Blue, have you ever seen Blue Streak with Martin Lawrence? Yeah, not for a while. Okay, so this movie is probably like 1997, whatever it is. He gets away with it. He gets the money and he crosses the border and he gets away with it. And it's like, okay, I enjoyed that. I don't want him to get caught. And But I like Martin Lawrence's character in that movie. The problem is, in, I don't know, in this movie, like we said, they just didn't really develop anything enough besides maybe Chiwetel and Casey. But I wasn't really ch- cheering for I mean, I guess I would but kind who of you, cheer That's for, what I'm saying. You're not really Chiwetel, but you don't have to. You're kind of. Do you but, have to cheer for someone? I think so. I think it makes movies more enjoyable, don't you? I sometimes like when I can't decide if I like any of the people. That was well, one of the aspects of Hateful Eight I actually enjoyed. But you you like Samuel L. Jackson. Well, the, I, I kind of liked him, and then I learned a little more about him, and, and then I wasn't sure anymore. I saw the way in that I saw and, the way he treated Daisy. And we didn't saw, like that movie that much. That, that, that's not why I didn't like that movie, though. I like I like seeing the characters interact and having to decide, wow, are these all hateful people? So I don't know if I need to have it. I don't know if I always need to have someone to cheer for in a movie. I, I'm not saying you always have to, but I think that like in The Departed, you're cheering for Leo. No, no doubt. Yeah. Everyone's cheering yeah. for Leo, and the movie's amazing. Yeah. And even even he dies, you still get, feel like there's redemption, right? And Training Day, you're you're you might even be rooting for Denzel, but at the same time, like I don't know. I just think that a lot of really good movies, even if it's a bad guy, you end up having some like character that you sympathize with or care about, and okay, you sympathize the, but, with but, Casey but that, here. But does but, that guy have to survive? No, Leo doesn't end the department. Or does that guy have to get the money? If, if as long as you have someone you care about, at least as long as you, you care about the characters to some extent, does it really matter? To, does it really affect your overall enjoyment of the movie that much? If they not that if much, they, they but it's killed? little things that prop- I mean, like, together propel you, like, the movie. You already up. said you like this movie a lot. So uh, it a lot, I didn't say a lot. I, I like okay, it. Enough. It's hard. <laughs> okay, you hedge how have it hedge it however you want to, but you said you liked this movie and didn't really have that many problems with it. So. 
does it really affect your overall enjoyment that much if a guy doesn't if a guy makes off with three million dollars opposed to not making off with three million dollars? Well, I just I just want I just want to enjoy it. I want to enjoy it more. And I don't think it takes I don't know if it takes meaning away from the movie either. I think no. it, I think it, well I, I I guess like you said you didn't really um as you you weren't with Danny your roommate on that yeah. one you. But I mean, I think there is a lot of interesting stuff going on. I don't know if there's a, a big theme per no, se. No, but no, I no. think there is some interesting psychological stuff going on in throughout the movie. But especially, but with, it's not especially Mackie enough, and I don't Casey think. Affleck. Yeah, because the Mackie thing is like the only reason he like grows a conscience is because they have that one scene where he's shaving and he sees his his fucking police badge in the mirror or something. It's just sitting on his on his mirror, and it's like, okay, well, now he's gonna grow a conscience in the next scene, and it's like. I don't. I don't want that for to be the reason that he grows a conscience. It's just a little under undersold at the end. I I, I guess I, I honestly forgot that forgot about him seeing a badge thing. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't realize. I don't, it was like a I like a ten second pan that. where he's just in the mirror, staring at the mirror the day of the the event, and his badge is just staring at him in the face. I thought I had remembered him getting along with KCF like a little better as the movie went on. Uh, I think he was kind of playing. They had that scene where they have beers, but I think he was just. Because that was after the run through through the through the apartment complexes, and yeah. they and he saved his life, and he shot the guy in the head. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I think he was just kind of playing that just to make sure that he'd I mean, be close enough to him when they had the <laughs> just so that he's actually setup. a cop and not being sketchy. I got you. But I don't know. I mean, I think cops hang out together all the time, regardless if they like each other or not. I mean, right? They go to cop bars yeah. and they go to strip clubs that are for cops and shit, and they hang out. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I don't know. I I think, like I said, the stuff with um, the very end of the Kate Winslet stuff bothered me the most. The other thing, I mean, I, I don't really care if people kill each other. I, I get how maybe you would have felt a little more satisfied with something like that, but at least at least it made sense what all the characters are doing. Maybe they, I, I would have been just, I don't know if I would have been any happier if it they stopped it before the scene at the parking garage, um, but... I, I wouldn't have been any less happy either. It's just it didn't actively bother me that much. Um, so was there anything else you want to say that we didn't say in the first half about about that Kate Winslet stuff? I don't really I didn't really like the fact that so much of her animosity was driven by racism at the end. I didn't think it made a lot of sense or trying to portray her as the really s- smart, rational um, mob boss. Mob boss essentially, and I think someone like that probably is who's presumably got to be as powerful as she is. Well, I guess she might have taken over from her husband when he went to jail, but at least someone that's supposedly as efficient with her as we're led to believe she is probably wouldn't be making any business decision based on racism. Yeah. So that bothered me a little bit, but what else, what do you think, what else do you think could have been done with that? What else could they have shown that would have just made that part of the movie more complete? Uh, I don't know. I just, I just really didn't like. Maybe they should have spent some time with the Russian people by themselves or something. You know, um, I just really don't. I don't know if she has the presence for me to carry that role. I think even Gal has a better presence. Like even in Fast and Furious in the what is it, the fifth one, where she's on the other side of things. She's not part of the the, the family yet. She she's like kind of a badass and like kind of scary, and uh, you don't really want to. I guess it might be four. When I think it's with four. yeah, but I don't know. Like even her character in that movie alone is is more has a bigger presence as like a powerful female leader than Kate Winslet. And it's nothing against like being a male or female, but she just didn't 
carry the role at all for me. And I think it was just writing. The rest of the story was fairly coherent, mostly coherent. Um, uh, you can argue with this shouldn't have, like, how things played out. But as far as character arcs and everything, 95% of it made sense. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just think I, that it was written poor. The whole character was written poorly, and she didn't sell it enough. Yeah, I agree. And her accent didn't help things. Nope, not at, so, at all. Um, yeah, but uh, I think I think it's still a good movie, even if um, that that stuff was bothersome. And I guess that shows you just how enjoyable the rest of it was. And on a technical level, I thought it was done very well. The, I mean, the I guess the, it was it was almost a little. I guess it wasn't too easy for them to break in for their their last heist, but I mean I don't know if I've, I I think I when that guy got his foot blown off I think I grimaced more at that than I did at anything in the Revenant. Yeah. So that that was some they they, they didn't they didn't skimp too much on the special effects either, which I guess I appreciated. Um, but I thought that I don't know I guess they there wasn't anything wrong with it. It, it seemed a little simple, but I guess yeah, that two it guys was, breaking into Homeland Security was yeah. I mean, I guess a little much. even even if all the cops in the city are called somewhere else, they Homeland Security is Homeland Security. Well, I mean, they did have the SWAT team outside and everything, and they got shot and whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, that was a little. Uh, that was after they'd already totally yeah. infiltrated Homeland Security. Yeah. But I think I thought the action in that was still done well. Um, this, yeah, this, all the set pieces were really well. Honestly, yeah. I think the set piece where they're going through the apartments is already probably going to be on our fake awards next year if for best it, scene. You think so? Okay. It was really, really good. Yeah, I think got, if you watch it, watch go, out for that. That was very good, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, is there anything else we're forgetting about no, this? No, I mean, uh, that's about it. Otherwise, I mean, Kate Winslet, early lead for worst performance of the year, I think, right? <laughs> we're through uh, two months or ten weeks or so in the year. Would you agree? Uh, yeah, I don't. I hadn't really picked out. I, I I haven't really disliked strongly any of the movies we've seen this year. No, I mean I we, we I said, don't even remember what we've we seen. Said, but we, well, we said that we we admitted that something like the Fifth Wave wasn't good, but we just enjoyed it so much, and there oh, wasn't yeah. like any bad acting that really stood out. Maybe, except <laughs> maybe maybe the, maybe the Alex Rowe guy, but yeah. Um, Kate's was way worse. Yeah, so like I I mean I've only seen like fourteen, but like nothing. 13 movies so far but nothing was really um nothing i was like oh that's just a bad performance for sure so yeah, yeah i think she's i think she pretty comfortably has that has has the lead on that if she wants it yeah so what else we have coming up that we're gonna see uh 10 cloverfield lane yep and, that'll be um, next week super uh, pumped for um, that yeah well, the, well there, there's actually like because movies kind of get uh and weirdly like in the last month like i, I thought this was going to be kind of barren and there's actually a few that I'm interested in seeing because, well, I think, isn't March 18th Batman v Superman? Yep. I guess we got to do that at a professional obligation, even if we're not even if we're not too enthused by the... Okay, but I'm not thoughts. watching Man of Steel again. I've never seen it. I guess I need... Do I need to see it? You should you, see you it. it. I okay. mean, it's honestly, it's probably one of the 10 worst movies of all time. All right, fun. Yay. I'll go, I got me. I'll go watch it. It is so um, dry. Okay, so... Uh, the, do you have any interest in the Brothers Grimsby, the Shasha Baron Cohen one? <laughs> maybe. I don't know if we're going to do a podcast on it, but maybe I'll see it. Okay, I'm, I'm, and I'm really excited. Um, I don't know if it's getting a, I think it'll probably get a wide release March 18th. I don't know if they'll be scared off because of Batman v Superman, but Midnight Special, the um, Jeff Nichols movie, the guy that did Mud. Um, I don't know what movie you're talking about. You never saw Mud? I saw Mud, yeah. Oh, yeah. Midnight Special, okay. That, that It's a kind of a sci-fi one that has... 
um, has Adam Driver, Kirsten Dunst, oh, and, Michael, and Kirsten Dunst, and Ooh, Michael Shannon. Kirsten Dunst, I'm almost out. Kirsten, oh, okay, well, <laughs> we're not gonna have an argument out Fargo here, but I thought she was really good. In Fargo. She was really good in Fargo. Uh, okay, good. So, uh, Adam Driver, Kirsten Dunst, Joel Edgerton, Michael Shannon. Um, okay, I'm in. Supernatural kid that people are trying to kidnap. So mm, that um, sounds kind of lame, but I'll watch it. Okay, I'm, I'm excited about that. But uh, we keep the we, we might be a little late to the podcast because. Uh, I'm going out of town this coming weekend, and Anthony's going out of town to yeah. Las Vegas the next Vegas. weekend. So, uh, can't make any promises on how quickly we'll get to those podcasts on all those movies we just mentioned. But I think all of them, aside from the Sasha Baron Cohen one, I think at least were in a podcast probably. So uh, yeah, so there is surprisingly a good amount of stuff I think in March for what is normally like maybe the worst Pretty time barren, of movies aside yeah. from like January February. Yeah, so, so you know, thanks for listening. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the pod and and you. Saw Triple Nine, and if you had any thoughts, you know, hit us up on on Twitter at a clambic a k l a m b a k e, and Josh Jernavoy, J o s h j u r n o v o y, and we got a podcast email address fifty two in fifty two pod at gmail dot com five two i n five two pod at gmail dot com. Uh, send us some questions, thoughts, comments, anything, and uh, we'll respond. Uh, thanks for listening, guys.